Amen. I'm so happy and so excited to see a wonderful, beautiful Sunday morning. Not only that, today is the first day in the month of November, the month of unending grace, unending grace. Somebody has entered this morning, a month of unending grace. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus, this month you experience grace on every side. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We appreciate you. We give you praise. We give you honor because you are so beautiful. Precious Father, you are good. You are a good God. There's none like you. Thank you for your sons and daughters all over the world. Listen to me right now. Bless their heart in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I believe you are blessed with the message I preached last week. What drives your life? What drives your life? And but this morning, as we enter into the month of unending grace, I just have a word for somebody. I don't know who you are, but I know there's someone that I have a word for. And I pray that this word will bless you in the name of Jesus. This morning, I'll be sharing with you what I tied to you. Reigning with Christ. Reigning with Christ. In Romans chapter 5, reading from verse 6 downward, I want you to pay attention to every word that that Paul was speaking to the church in Rome. He said in verse 6, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one we scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good for a person, for a good person, one would dare even to die. The Bible says in verse 8, But God showed his love for us in that we in that in that why we were still sinners. Christ died for us. While we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled. So now we are already reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? In verse 11, more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, in verse 12, just as sin came into the world through woman, and death through sin, and so death spread to man because all sinned. In verse 13, for sin indeed was in the world before the law. Before the law, sin was in the world before the law. But sin is not counted where there's no law. Don't forget that sin was in this world before the law. Before the law of Moses, sin was already in the world. But sin is not counted where there's no law. So you need to, you need to break the law for you to be, to be a sinner. You have to break the law for you to be a sinner. So once you break one law... You break all the laws, so you are a complete sinner. You, you need the bull, you need the goat, you need the priest to go and atone for your sin. Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there's no atonement for your sin. So you need all of these sacrifices. But the good thing that we have here right now, why we are here sinner? Christ died for us, and the death he died is was a, a sacrifice once and for all. That's what Bible says. Once and for all, death he died for us. 
so you don't have to kill any bull again. So you you end the the, the, the the issue of sin ended in your life the day Jesus died once and for all, paid it in full. He didn't pay halfway. Let's read on in verse 14. Yet dead reign, dead reign from Adam to Moses, even our even over those who sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. In verse 15, but the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. That's why I say this month is your month of unending grace. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift of following many trespass brought justification. In verse 17, if, there, if because of one man's trespass, that's Adam, death reigned. <laughs> if because of one man's trespass, death reigned on this earth, though that one man, much more with those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gifts of righteousness reign in the reign in life through the one man's Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness, one act of righteousness, not your own righteousness, but one act of righteousness of one man, this is this Jesus, leads to justification and life for all men. The Bible says in verse 19, for us by the one man's disobedience, the many the many were made sinners. Many were made sinners. So by the same thing, by the same time, one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Now the law came into the increase in trespass. But where sin increased, grace abound all the more. Where sin increased, grace abound all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness. Leading to eternal life through Jesus our Lord. I, I don't know how I don't know how this 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 scripture has touched you. This way, reign means to be king. Reign means to rule. Reign means to exercise the highest authority. In this life, not only in this life, not only in heaven. You are supposed to reign. So when you reign, you means that you exercise the highest authority. Every king has a seat of authority. If you read Ephesians, let's look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1, 18 to 20. Ephesians 1, 18 to 20. The Bible says, Having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the lie with the hope of to which you have called he has called you what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in saints and what is the the the, the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might hallelujah in verse 20 that he walked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him as his right hand in heavenly places and sit in the right hand of every place. I'm reading from ESV translation, but let me just take, 
quickly from King James Version. Hallelujah. In verse 20, he said, which he, wrought, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. What am I trying to say? Sir? Jesus does not exercise his authority from Jerusalem, but from the right hand of his father. He has, been, he has been exercising his authority from his right hand of his father. In Hebrew, in Hebrew chapter 10, in Hebrew 10, 11 to 13. Oh, the Bible is so interesting. The Bible says, And every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. In verse 12, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice forever, once and for all, forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth, expecting till, till his enemy be made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Wherefore, the Holy Ghost also is a witness of, to us, for after that, he has said, before hallelujah one man paid the sacrifice once and for all once and for all so authority of jesus come from come from sitting at the at the at the god's right hand the authority comes from sitting at the right hand of god in the old testament they have a standing authority but in the new testament it is a sitting authority. So as a child of God, you are not having a right stand authority. You have a sitting, now you have a sitting authority. Right hand authority, right hand is a figure, it's a figure of speech. It's a figure of speech. Right hand is a seat or a place of power and honor. A place of mediation is a place where you mediate. In Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible says we are seated with him. In heavenly places. Let me quickly read it. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm excited in the name of Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 2. Let's look at it quickly. From verse 4 to 7. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith we he love us, when, when even when we are dead in sin, has quickened us together. When we are dead in sin, he quickened us together. When we are dead in sin, he quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. In verse 6, and has raised us up together and made us to sit together. So we are we have a sitting authority, not a standing authority. In Old Testament, it's a standing authority, but now you have a sitting authority. After all, what Jesus has done. One man brought disobedience. One man brought obedience. One man brought death. One man brought life. Why can't you stand and enjoy all that and enforce your victory of all that Jesus has brought for you? Why are you still complaining? Because sometimes when you look, when you hear people talking the way they talk, sometimes you look as if maybe they don't understand what Jesus has done for them once and for all. The sacrifice has been for them once and for us. Hey, which is pressing me. Like what our big daddy said yesterday, which is pressing me. If which is pressing you, knowing who you are in Christ, then knowing to understand that you are really in Christ already, then we have to examine your Christian life. We have to examine your salvation. And he has raised us all together and made us to sit together in every places in Christ Jesus. 
He made us to sit together in verse 7 that, he, that in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace we are saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of us, lest any man should boast of it. So we are seated together in Him. We reign with Him, but seated in Him. Let me say it again. We reign with him, but we are seated with Christ. So whatever he has access in the Father, we call it have the access. If Jesus has access with the Father, you also have the access. So you are not different. You are co-heir of Jesus Christ. We are joint heirs of Jesus Christ. Whatever he has seen in his Father, you have it. Whatever he has in his Father, you have it. So you are like him. You carry him. You carry you are in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what happened to those that sit at the Father's right hand? In Matthew chapter 20, Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Verse 32 to 34. Matthew 25. Verse 32. Hallelujah. Just give me some minutes. Okay. The Bible says, And before him shall he gather all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goat. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goat on his left hand. Can you imagine that? And verse 34, Then shall the king say unto them, On his right hand, Come. You are blessed by my Father. He heard the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So, in the in the right hand, what He has done for He has blessed us through His Father. We heard the kingdom prepared for us, and the, from the foundation there. So, there's a kingdom prepared, an authority designated for those who are in Christ. So, how do you now rule in Christ? In Psalm 44, Psalm 45. So, how do you now rule in Christ? As I close. How do you win in Christ? Psalm 45. Hallelujah. Psalm 45, verse 6. How do you know in Christ? The Bible says, Thy throne, O God, is forever. Your throne, O God, is forever. And ever the scepter of thy kingdom is a right hand. The scepter of your kingdom is the right hand. So, scepter is a symbol of authority. Authority in God's kingdom is exercised through righteousness. Righteousness righteous is the authority by which we rule. You see, when we come to that understanding, in the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 15 to 17, when Amar began to plot evil against the children of Jews, the Jews, and the matter got to Esther. Esther told them, go and tell Mordecai, let everybody declare, declare a fast. Let everybody fast. The goat, the animal, let them fast. Let me, let me, let me, let me see what God will do through all of this. And look at it. The Bible says in Esther 5, verse 1 to 3. 
something happened there in Exodus chapter 5 from 1 to 3 he went to the king he wore his royal apparel Esther wore his royal apparel after he has declared the fast because you know anything everything in life is about spiritual he, he understood his position as the queen but listen to me he needed the scepter he needed a, 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 a signal of authority to be able to get what she wanted the bible says as now it, I, I, it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house and the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house and it was so when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court that she obtained favor in his sight and the king held out of to Esther the golden scepter he brought the power of authority that was in his hand so Esther what did he do he drew near ah he took opportunity and touched the top of the scepter of the scepter then said the king unto Esther what without queen Esther and what is that you request it shall be even given thee to the half of the kingdom Esther has to touch the word the scepter at the top of it it means that now half of my kingdom you have it understanding what I said that what happened to people who are standing on the right hand there's a kingdom prepared for them so half of my kingdom is with you right now so say everything you want to say right ask whatever I want to ask and she asked she came there boldly in Hebrews chapter 4 chapter 4 verse 6 Bible says come boldly to the tomb of grace where you obtain mercy and find help and obtain mercy and find help for, 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 and find grace for your help. If, if you come boldly, come boldly to the throne of grace. Where you obtain mercy. Where you find help. So she came boldly to the king. Because boldness releases grace. When Esther had access to the scepter, she gained access to rulership and authority. I pray for someone today. Don't get discouraged because your your, your prayer and your your have not been answered yet. Because all your enemies are coming under your foot in the name of Jesus. As I close today, come to that understanding of who you are in Christ. Reign with Christ. Stop blaming everyone to your circumstances. Reign with Him. Enter into authority. It's not by your power. It's not something that you do. It's not, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. He has paid everything in full. Once and for us for you. Just sit down and enjoy. The table is set. The table is now set. All you need to do, take your fork, take your spoon, the cutleries, and begin to enjoy it. Don't ask, how am I going to eat the food? Is the food meant for me? Am I supposed to enjoy it? Enjoy everything that Jesus has done for you. Reign in Christ today. Reign, and I say again, reign in the name of Jesus. Thank God because of what you have heard today. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. I will see you on top. I will see you on top in the name of Jesus. Until I come your way next week. Before the end of this week, there will be a testimony in Jesus' name.